I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hi, everybody. Episode 153, Yoda's B. I'm Brandon. We have a special guest tonight, our podcaster at large, Michael Rand. Hi, Mike. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, no introductions for anybody else. You know the rest of the, the cast and crew. But we're all here, I think. There's five people on a hangout, and technically that's a difficult thing to do. So some of us will be here most of the time. That's the sport of promise that we're giving you today. We're like bad fathers. <laughs> we're just going to step out to get a pack of smokes, and we're not going to come back anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, if we come back. So the reason we had Michael on, A, because he's allowed to come on here whenever he wants to, and he had some availability, so that's fantastic. We love talking <laughs> to him. Uh, we also are doing our annual Twins preview tonight. Uh, we all have um, we all have our preview tuxes on, and I think we're ready to get this uh, shit started. Uh, does that sound good, everybody? Sure. Yes. All right. Good. So Contact. quick, uh, quick review of last year. They won eighty-three games. Their Pythagorean was eighty-one games. Uh, a lot of people think they may have outperformed even to get to the Pythagorean, but you know, you don't have to give any wins back. So looking to this year, I think we're gonna go um, ninety-seven golfers. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? That's good. Good start. Uh, so I want to just go offense and then defense and then pitching as a um, as a preview. And I think just to start off, let me see if I have this straight. John and I, I think, are both the resident pessimists bitches? this year. We're both bitches. Uh, <laughs> Clarence, we know, is driving the the bus for the, for the, oh, the bus now, not a train. I thought I was. Yeah, the, what am I? I got this conductor's hat on for no reason. Man. <laughs> it matches the tux nicely. What are you, a Met Council employee? <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch! This this I podcast is over. Words can't hurt me. It's not just for a bit of role playing at your house. <laughs> oh, funny stuff. Did <laughs> hey, you want to say hi to your mom? <laughs> <laughs> she says, "Eat your vegetables." Uh, so, do you want to be riding? The, do you want to be at the train conductor? Is all right, so you're you're the train conductor this year on Team 2016. I know you've got a couple mm-hmm. other people with you. It's a it's a f- relatively sparse crowd right now, but uh, yep. you do have capacity, I believe, right? Oh, oh, oh we got lots of room. 
You got room? Okay. Okay. That's good to hear. Uh, and then Just I think... like the real late rail, you don't have to pay for your ticket. Nobody's <laughs> checking. Hop on. Nobody gives a shit. They were, shake, they were shaking people down at the outdoor game. Did you know that? The outdoor hockey I game. didn't know. Well, that's, that's the crowd that they shake down, huh? All right. It was, unbe- it was unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Usually, had, when somebody had... checks the tickets on the train, you'll see the one guy who clearly doesn't have a ticket, and they, they look at him, he's like, I don't have one. They're like, all right, don't do it again because they don't bother the ticket. No, like, at the at the outdoor game, they had uh, they had officers waiting at the exits checking tickets. Good, amazing. Yeah, well, that's good. Good, that's thing. good. They would, not, they would not let you cross the road, and they said you would get arrested if you didn't have one. So, good. Like We're it. all about accountability here. We're the Minnesota we Sports number one podcast for Amen. accountability. If that's what you're into, this is what this is. You came to the right place. Accountability and nuance. That's yeah. that's that's the neighborhood where you one A one B subtlety, big city feels and camaraderie. That's your <laughs> huge into those. <laughs> Empathy. We're fucking. We're all about empathy. That's like one of our main strengths. We dealt, we did the strengths finder like together, all four of us, and that was our number one was empathy. Um, I'm proud of us. I'm proud of us all. Um, where the hell was it? Okay, so I just wanted to set the stage. So we have two for sure pessimists, one uh, optimist, and I believe if I have this right, Michael and Stu, you guys are kind of half. You're not hardcore either direction. Is that right? we call them. Uh, yeah. You're sitting yeah. on the fence? All right. Bitches, driving the train, and fence sitters. All right, so... I'm 70-30 on um, Team 2016. Okay, okay. So good. So we've got a Harris nice... done a really good sales job by basically just making fun of you guys and calling you names. <laughs> and, then, and, then Roy, and then Roycey was optimistic this morning. So Super I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. That's so uh, I just, you know... Yeah. They're going to hit about 500 home runs, which, yeah. uh, which is cool. 87 wins. <laughs> Stu, Stu is on a team we call I have my doubts but I don't want Clarence to yell at me right I was now. just going to ask Clarence of let's say 100 people agree with you what percentage of them are just because you've badgered them so much they're scared to death of you yelling at them of those 100 <laughs> how many legitimately agree with you do you think hmm that's hard to know like how many people like seriously like Kim Jong-un like how would he know <laughs> he wouldn't know at some point you just stop knowing <laughs> yeah. I don't have any idea. Yeah, that's yeah. that's true. That's a great point. Never thought of it that way. Um, okay, so okay, so so we know where we all stand. Let's start with offense, and I need someone to talk me into this being a good offense. And let me tell you why. I looked. One thing I like to do is look to history to inform future decisions, and I looked to last year. Uh, do you guys know in the American League? Um, uh, what we were in OPS, American League ranking? I'm going to guess 11th. I'll say 9th. Uh, we were 12th. Okay. 13th is what I was going to say. Okay, and 12th. last year in on-base percentage, uh, we were 8th. So that's not great, but our, our OPS with runners in scoring position was 6th. So we kind of came yeah. through in the clutch. We kind of knew that already. Um, so I'm wondering where in this lineup you see the improvement in, in those specific numbers, unless you just think, uh, I, I don't know. That's what I'm, that's what I'm curious about in terms of the lineup. I got, I got two words for you, Brandon. Park bang. Park bang. Here we go. Park bang. All right. Well, All I right. think that's a reasonable. It's legit. I got on one. Can you guys, 
think about who the DHs were last year before yeah. Sano came along? Can, can you you want to venture a guess? Because Sano started like half the game Jason at Tyner. DH. Dan Santana? Santana started a few. Yeah, I think Brent um, Gates was the DH for a couple of them. <laughs> Eddie Nunez. Well, so Vargas was a disaster. He, I think he probably had the most other than Sano. Um, he was a bro for Ed a few Nunez, years. He was my bro last year. Yeah, he was your bro. That and Vargas was a disaster. Nunez, I say, I re- recall Ed Escobar. You know, Shane Robinson started games at DH last year. Shane fucking Robinson, <laughs> unbelievable. So instead, it's going to be Park Bang, and I think Sano is going to get some DH starts at, yeah. this year. I do. Um, so if you right there, Bang and Sano at DH instead of Vargas and Shane Ed Robinson. Nunez, Shane Robinson, Dan Santana. Okay, uh, so I think even Chris Herman had some. Chris Herman, yeah. one of the worst batters in Twins history, <laughs> started games at DH last year. Yeah, we designated him to, to just hit. All you're doing it's today is to hitting. See why Chris. the offense gets better? Because basically, they got rid of Tory Hunter and replaced him with Byung Ho Park and a full season of Miguel Sano instead of the DH by committee approach or yeah. DH by whoever we have to hold our nose and right into that lineup spot. Right. Okay, so DH bats ninth. Nobody's real happy about it. Correct. So that gets them better, but they were twelfth last year. So how much better do you think those two? I mean, Park. I don't know how much you want to. That's not the only spot. Okay, so let's let's run it down. Dozier, you're not you're not expecting him to get. So he's the same. Mauer probably the same. The same. Probably the same. Sano. Bluff is the same. Okay, there's your your people that are the same. Uh, well, Flute might, might be even a little bit better this year. And he Why? may be better, but let's just go with the guys that are exactly the same, rather than argue if he's going to be better or. Dozier. Say, Why? It, Why? 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 You could realistically. Whether Trevor Poof will be better 49 times on this podcast. Yeah, keeps, so the point and is. Keeps getting, and he keeps getting better. There are oh, no. He doesn't. He's the same. <laughs> this is why I didn't want to do this. God damn it! <laughs> Rand's been on the podcast for six minutes in 2016, and I'm already just incandescently angry. Oh, son of a bitch. So let's not focus on Dozier, Ploof, and Mauer because they are well, returning. They are. More or less, but they are replacing the remaining positions with people who have more talent. Well, Ed Escobar and Kurt Suzuki are also the same. They're they were there last year. They're well. Let's okay. Let's let's start. Ed wasn't there the whole year. Wanna, Ed wasn't there yeah. the whole year, and you got a better backup catcher now. So Ed was was not there the the whole year last year. If you remember, Dan Santana started. They had like Santana, Nunez, Polanco started like what a hundred games a lot last of years, year, yeah. ninety games, yeah. Started, so. Yeah. Ed now got 450 Escobar. plate appearances. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Who did? Ed Escobar. Yeah, a lot Okay, of but how many games did he start? At shortstop, not a lot. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He played in 127. Doesn't say what his starts were. Well, then you don't have the information in front of you. God damn it. Brandon. Fuck this. <laughs> you don't have the facts. The facts are he did not start more than half the games yeah. at shortstop. I will guarantee that. More like, like OPM. Like 60, maybe. Maybe maybe 70 at the I'm moment. I'm going to look that up. I'm going to look that up. Look it keep up. Going. Look keep it up. Going. Keep going. I believe you're right. Keep anyway, so instead of Santana, who was a disaster at the plate, Nunez and Polanco, all who, as starters at shortstop, 
We're not very strong. They're going to have a full season of Ed Escobar. You mentioned catching, and, and Suzuki played the major role last year, and I think they're trying to transition to him having less of a role, but when Suzuki didn't play, didn't start, they had, what, maybe 40 games starting from Herman, again, one of the worst hitters in Twins history, and a scarecrow. Prior, maybe the second worst twin hitter in Twins history, they're replacing him with a, with Murphy, who they're trying to start more, and supposedly has more offensive upside. So there is another spot in the lineup where they may get, they should, they're replacing, this isn't just hopeful, they are replacing bad hitters with somebody who has higher potential. Can we at least agree on that? Agree. Well, potential, I don't know if that means this year. And John says no. Escobar started 71 games at shortstop. Look at Clarence go. Santana had so, six, so 65 for Santana, 23 for Nunez, 3 for Polanco. Which adds up to, what, 91? 91. 91. There you go. So you're going to give Ed Escobar how many more plate appearances this year over 450? Another 150? I mean, it's, it just I'm seems to be like margins. 130 start, starts at shortstop is what I'm going to get because he started in, like, left field. Yeah, he was doing left last field year. third base. Yeah. He was always H, third, but you know what I mean? That's not what he's going to be doing this year. That's going to be getting replaced by Eddie Rosario, who's better offensively. Again, by putting by putting Ed at shortstop, you also make sure Danny Santana doesn't play shortstop. <laughs> which, right. Or Polanco, which or I think Ed would have Nunez. been there. Or Ed Nunez, who drives me freaking crazy. Oh, I hate Ed Nunez. Can we agree that John Michael Montgomery is better? Has better offensive potential than Chris Herman and Eric Fryer. So, you, so, so do you. Chris Herman had 120 plate appearances. So you're saying swap those out for a guy who's going to hit instead of a and two, Eric Fryer. He had and 25 Fryer. or something. So swap those guys out for a guy who's going to get how many? Yeah, how but many? John bats Michael here? Lyles is going to play a lot more than Herman or Fryer did. By that's my point. So he's going to have a 300 on base versus a 210 on base after South. I mean, how is this going to make us a really good at, offense? We're trying to add these pieces up like Tetris, yeah. Brad, and you're trying right. to separate them as individual pieces. I am arguing that you are working on the margins, and this lineup looks almost exactly the same as last year. That's where my head's at. And we've only talked about two positions <laughs> because you're trying to draw conclusions after two goddamn positions. Dozier, Maurer, Plouf, Rosario, Escobar, Suzuki. That's six of the nine that are basically the same. And then yeah, Miguel, full but year. A, but you didn't get a full year from Escobar. You didn't get a full year from Rosario. You didn't get a full year at shortstop of Escobar, but Escobar was in the lineup 130 games. Right? So not at shortstop, yeah. but he was in the lineup. How dare you keep going back to that? We already proved you wrong, but you just want to keep hammering it home. When Escobar's in the outfield, his value is diminished. When he's at shortstop, his value is increased. Exactly. I know that. I, I totally agree with that. I'm just looking at the lineup and wondering how this is going to be. Uh... And we're trying to explain it to you, and you're ignoring what we're saying. No, I'm not. I'm just saying those are, <laughs> I think you're working on the margin, at the margins. Oh, I, I genuinely feel crazy right now. I don't know how is going to be better? Well, think... here's six ways in which it'll be better. Yeah, but how is it going to be better? <laughs> <man>? <laughs> I, think, I think if Park is at least as good as Hunter, which is a pretty low bar, you're <laughs> going to get 1,000 more plate appearances this year that were better than last year, and that brings you into the middle of the pack at least. Okay, that's I'm fair. Not, I mean, that's the, off, the offense is the least of my worries of this team, to be honest. That's exactly. So, Brandon, let me ask you this: 
Do you think who do you think has more offensive upside? Byron Buxton, who's starting in center field this season, or Jordan Schaefer, who started <laughs> opening day center field last year? <coughs> Ugh. Uh, well, or, Buxton. You, know, you want to put, you want to add in any other starting Shane Robinson, who started in the center field last year, also. I'm just going with opening day with Schaefer. Who has more offensive upside? Uh, Buxton. Okay. Uh, it's just around the margins, though. Yeah, he'll <laughs> add like two <laughs> extra runs this year. Sure. I, th- I think what you look at overall with this team is, you know, just basically, like I said, the fact that you add, I think these little things do add up with this team. I don't think you can dismiss that. And I think you also have a bench. Basically, you get guys injured, you're not going to be going to guys like Chris Herman. You have a little, little bit more depth. I think you're just going to get a lot more quality plate appearances up and down the lineup, no matter what really happens in the game. You just didn't see that all the time last year. They do have a deeper bench, and it, not just the bench on the 25-man right, roster at right. Tits, but also in, in AAA. Yeah, I mean, Quentin would have made the team last year. Easy would oh, yeah. have made the team last year. That's right. Four, he might have been hitting fourth at the start of the year. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, who are your disasters this year? Potentially, is just Santana, right? Because Arcia can hold his own. Kepler will be fine when he comes back up, or comes up, I suppose. I don't mm-hmm. see Vargas coming up anytime soon, but right. But even if he had to, he's at least he's a guy with potential. So I think they're up and down the lineup. You at least have quality at bats. So. So you I'm see a sure. middle of the pack from 12th to 8th or something, or 7th. Something like or... that, yeah. I think that's very reasonable to expect. Yeah, and I, I, to, to Brandon's point, I think the, the good point that he made was that they overachieved last year with runners in scoring position, and that's the that's the thing that we have to guard ourselves against, that you know that's a thing that regresses, and if that regresses, then they could be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, I'm worried, man, but... I guess we'll see. Any other points on offense? Are you guys done yelling at me? No. I, uh, uh, regarding I'll offense, there. yes, I'm done yelling at you. Okay. Also, uh, also, Mauer's wearing glasses now, so everything's cool. I, I read about that. She's going to hit 330 again with the like, $400. Are they Chris Sabo-type glasses, or are they I more hope. like... God, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Or are they like reading glasses like my dad wears? <laughs> reading glasses. Like cheaters <laughs> from Walgreens. Jeez. He's got a pair of cheaters. <laughs> they're seven ninety nine. On sale this week. Nope, that pitch was inside. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Saw him through my cheaters. Clarence, I'm guessing your dad is the kind of guy who grumbles about having to wear cheaters these days. Mm, like, he, he grumbles about how he doesn't really need them, but he can't actually see anything without them. Nah. Is he used to them now? Not really, no. His grumbling days are over. He just stands. <laughs> uh, I'm rooting for Joe Maurer for the 12th season in a row so people stop being mean to him. I'm rooting for him more than anybody, I think, in the lineup. <laughs> You're picking him for bro, aren't you? Well, you know, never know, never know. I got to caution you, Brandon. That's a dangerous pick, and I know that. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've picked him three, four years too. Hasn't worked out for many people. Uh, yeah, not good. Okay, so we are agreed that the offense looks better from last year. We don't agree on exactly how much better that will end up resulting in. So that's a fair synopsis. 
Yeah. Is that right? I, I definitely think I, they should yeah. be better than 12th this year. I'll agree with you on that point. Um, okay, so now that we have that settled, do you guys want to talk about defense? <laughs> uh, no, and neither do the Twins. Nope, that's just... Uh, there's just no talking about it. So they were. I don't have. I know that I didn't want to put on put any um, actual team defensive stats out there because I knew that would just result in Clarence screaming at me about UZR or whatever it is. So in general, we thought they were not a great defensive team last year, right? Correct. And they. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they're they're okay at making routine plays. I think they were like. They were like fourth in the American League in fewest errors, so it's like if if you look at the advanced metrics, they're not great. But and you know they traded away one of their best defensive outfielders, which is a problem. But you know, I, now to be fair, they're replacing him with an even better defensive outfielder. Yeah, but then they, but then they put some what? right. Yeah, but then any gains they're getting are being lost by putting completely a, washed a, out. Right. I mean, they, had, they had the my biggest problem was they had the potential to have maybe the greatest defensive outfield I've ever seen yeah. with Rosario, Buxton, and Hicks. Yeah, And Jesus. instead, they decided they had to have Trevor Plouffe. So. Well, let me ask you this, uh, ask it a little bit different way. Last year's opening day outfield was Arcia in left, Schaefer in center. Arcia was worse than Willingham. He was. What you saying? Incredible. Well, again, so we had Arcia in left, Schaefer yep. in center, and Hunter in right. Terrible. This year you're going to have Rosario in left, yep. Buxton in center, and Sano in right. Which outfield is better defensively? This one, easily. This one, easy. Let me ask you this. The infield, the only difference between last year's opening day lineup and this year's is Escobar at short versus Santana at short. Yep. Which out infield is better defensively? This one. This one, yeah. The, the catching is going to remain the same. Suzuki's going to catch both seasons. Yeah. So I, looking I, at it that I, way, would you say... I, I disagree with that, by the way. I think uh, John, Mock, John Michael Montgomery will have the majority of plate appearances this year. And I swear! <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I, you could be right. I, I was just kind of focusing sure. on the beginning yeah. of the season because yes. that's yes. all we know about right, right. now. Right. Um, right. Right. In that context... One could see the defense improving compared the to the opening day, the one game in opening day. day. Yeah. What was used early last season? Now, eventually, by the end of the season, Escobar was their their shortstop, and right. Hicks was in center field. Hicks was in center. If and you Rosario, think about the worst case scenario from last year, they're better than that. Yeah, I agree I, with I that. Mean, I think I don't worst. Yeah, I don't think their defense is improve i think i think their defense is kind of neutral compared to where it that's i guess ended. more what i'm getting at Co- compared yeah. to where it ended last year and if we weren't crazy about it i think it's an okay defense um the only I defense think... thing i'm actually worried about is snow and right field i'm not worried yeah. about anything else that's well it. and but suzuki's a bad well, suzuki's defensive a catcher. And, you're a liability <laughs> <laughs> well, no give yeah, me your badge you're torchetti probably, you're probably you're a liability out there <laughs> no Rand, you you have more of the inside knowledge, the, the no, I, I really behind don't. the scenes. He's the twin sider. He records the twin sider. You want to be the insider? Don't, don't start a part, podcast called Twins Insiders. The third to be fair, podcast. he hosts every podcast. Yeah, Car talk with clink and clack. He's, he's the, the third podcast. He's Star Tribune's Ryan Seacrest, just hosting everything. <laughs> third consecutive. DJ, now tell me, I heard somebody <laughs> smashed a pumpkin on Caliendo's front step. <laughs> True or false? 
<laughs> well, let me tell you, Mike. I heard the same thing. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I've, have, I've have you heard? Now, I know John Michael Montgomery had a miserable spring at the plate. Not good, what not were the reports good. about his defense in spring training? Uh, I have no idea. I didn't. I haven't heard a word. I haven't either. I really haven't. I've for uh, uh, Twins Insider, by the way. That's that's not me. That's uh, other people that are insiding. I'm just there to talk. Would that be you Phil just know the insiders. Phil Lavelle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know the insiders. I have access to the insiders, but I'm firmly on the. You can get inside I, if you need to. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I, I think his reputation was okay at the time of the, the rep was okay. Was yeah. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Um, I think, you know, you look at so many ways you can grade a catcher these days, like pitch framing, things like that. But uh, I think the the nicest thing we can say is that, you know, for all they like to say that Herman and Fryer were good receivers, I don't think they were exceptional defensive catchers. I think they've upgraded at catcher at the very least. And when you're a catcher, yeah. at some point, the worse of a hitter you are, the better your defensive reputation gets. No matter because what. People, right. Yeah. Because people need to come up with a reason right. that you're in the majors leagues. Like, yeah. and like the more Drew Butera hit, the better his defense. <laughs> yeah. Hall of Famer. The more he was related to Ariana Grande. Yeah. <laughs> or, not, or not. Or not. I think the jury's out. I think we've still not yeah. come to grips with the fact that... I think there's a lot Stu- of lies going around the Butera family. There's a cover-up happening, and we're just not exactly sure how far this conspiracy goes. So Yeah. All the way to the top, Brandon. We're going to stay on it. That's one thing that we're known for as a podcast is we're going to stay on top of these conspiracies, figure them out, report I back. Think, I think if we had to say anything about the defense overall, it's, it's neutral. It's It's about the same as it was last year if you add up the, the pluses and minuses. I think the outfield defense still is better just because you subtract Hunter and you get a full year, presumably, of Buxton and Rosario. What happens when you factor in Miguel Sano running over every other player on the team and putting them out for six weeks? He's going to cover one-fifth of the outfield. <laughs> They're going to put him literally underneath the overhang in right field. Pretty much. It's like just tell him to get the ball out of the corner when it goes there. Go stand there, catch a few balls, bucks him, and get the rest. He's like the Brian Russell of um, the Twins outfield. Oh yeah, that guy. No, just Sorry, felt, just yeah. wanted to just wanted to throw a Vikings secondary reference. It's a white guy with long hair, right? <laughs> he was. Yeah, yes. he, had, he had like blonde hair out the back of his helmet, yeah. and Good old literally could not, he could not cover anybody. He Good also lost a game one time because there was a punt that he was trying to block for that like hit him in the helmet, and it was a fumble, and the other team recovered and. Scored in overtime or something. I just remember my uncles screaming at the top of their lungs at that guy. And they, yeah, I just, for some reason, it's like burned into my memory as a kid. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't know. I would, I don't remember what happened last year, but for some reason. Maybe, perhaps. I don't know. It was some sort of like last minute or overtime game. They punched the Vikings and it just like hit off his helmet. He was trying to block. I am going to love seeing how Wade fact checks this. This is a challenge, Wade. That is a to really tough one. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm nervous about Snow in right field. I'm also wondering how long it's going to last. I mean, what are their options if it's a? And I don't think it's. There's just not enough options for or opportunities for it to be an abject disaster. I don't think. Uh, could be wrong, but what do they do if it if it is if it's if it's terrible? Isn't, and, isn't Danny Santana the late in replacement? He is. Yeah. So that's I think. So you just have to put Santana. I mean, if they legitimately like realize thirty games into it, like this was a terrible idea, 
Sano is the Mauer to, to outfield is not happening. Obviously, we've no. been asking for that for years. It's no. just Santana and then Sano to DH, and then it could be Kepler if he's tearing up AAA. Then Kepler, just somebody better up. than Santana. We have options with, somehow. What do you do with Park and Sano at that point, though? That's uh, that's, that's, what's that's, what's I think that's where you trade Trevor Plouffe. I think is what, what I really saying. think will be interesting is if Joe is, is if Mauer is just shitting the bed and yeah. Sano yeah. is shitting the bed and right but hitting. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The Rubes here, it's going to be howling. Just no, it's be, not going to. It is not going to. And I think that's a gonna really. Pretty Lehman is going to have a nervous breakdown. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I mean, it's all just going to collapse. That's going to be wonderful. I'm going to love it. You love watching I, the world burn. Is there? If there's nobody on the planet that I know that I loves do. watching the world burn more than you, I I'm on Team 2016. I want them to win. Yeah. But I I'll fully admit there is a small part of me that wants that to happen just to see what happens. <laughs> So number I one, them. I want them to win the World Series, and if not, I want the world to burn to the ground. I do. Okay. I want to yeah. see Maurer fail yeah. and Sano's fail and right, just to yeah. see the reaction yeah. of everybody. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I guess there's options. That's just the only. That's the one that really kind of is not going to be very fun. Okay. So can anybody explain to me the dust up about um, Ricey's column? Sano, he thinks is out of shape, and that was his point was that he's not taking conditioning seriously or baseball seriously. Or uh, the Royce's point was the Twins were hoping for two things from Sano: they wanted him to lose ten pounds, mm-hmm. and they wanted him to. They were hoping he would show up a few weeks early to Fort Myers to work on right field. Mm-hmm. Sano came to Fort Myers heavier. And actually gained weight during spring training. Damn it. Which was the opposite. You've really, got to work to gain weight when you're working out as much as he is. And he showed up to Fort Myers two weeks early, then left. Yeah. Just checked in, just like checked in on Swarm and then. Checked in and were like, hey, that's awesome. He showed, and then he left right away. He just yeah. dropped his bags so off. That was his point. Right or wrong. I'm not trying to do defense no or race. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Me, that was his point, is that's what they're hoping for. He didn't do it, and the twins were won't say they were won't openly say they were upset, but behind the scenes they are upset. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a good call. I mean, I know I'm a company guy, but uh, I thought it was a good piece. I was fine with that. You know, it's and Royce's point was he's just that's something that a 22 year old phenom does. The team asks you to do a couple things. 22 year old probably doesn't do either of them. A 28-year-old professional might not do those things, and those right. not quite there yet. You know, and I, I think, think the, that was Royce's point. And the larger point, too, is the Twins are maybe kind of getting what they deserved if they expected this sort of behavior, if that wasn't the track record that they should have expected. Is I could draw a parallel. Maybe I'm going to try here, just out of this. The Wild expecting Vanek to play defense. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's... He's never once done it, ever. That's not him. You can hope in one hand and shit in the other. Yeah. That's, why did you sign him if that's what you expected? Why did you think Sano's going to play right field? What gave you the idea he was going to lose 10 pounds right. and show up early when he's right. never done that's not anything like that's that in his career? Yeah, it's, right. it's a it's gray area. I love the gray area, as you know. Um, but I know you do. 
It will be one of the most fascinating subplots of this season, though, and it's it's going to be really interesting to see how this all plays out because he is clearly the the future of the franchise. Could be an MVP, but uh, <laughs> in what capacity will there be? How many bumps will there be along the way? He's as big as a house. That's not great for a twenty-two-year-old in general. Um, I thought I saw a tweet, and I may have misread it or something, but somebody was joking about Buxton, like. Oh boy, are you worried about running into him in outfield? And he's like, "That's not funny." Like, I'm for sure worried about that. Like, that guy will fucking. I'll I'll be dead. I'll, I'll die. He's 300 pounds running at me. It's like being hit by a golf cart. Yeah. The funny juxtaposition was that Royce's column about to know and about how he hadn't lost any weight, and then today in the sports section there was a story about uh, defensive tackle for the Gophers and all of the trials and tribulations he'd had to go through to get up to 280 pounds to play football. Basically, the same calories a day. Yeah, 7,000 calories. Like, the point of the story was he couldn't actually get enough food to make that up in meals, so he had to eat three huge snacks as well. And meanwhile, Sano's over here like, yeah, I got this covered. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I mean, I hope for the sake, again, of people not ripping each other to shreds that Sano comes out and just mashes because, again, if he comes out in a big slump, there's going to be people with their pitchforks out. Do you think, or do you think he's already, because he was so awesome last year, that he's got a really long he's leash with capital. fans? He's yeah, got he's some capital. A little bit of room. He's got some in the bank, so he's can, go- hopefully yeah, he doesn't have to spend it. The problem is if he gets hurt because he's playing right field or because he's, that's 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 my biggest yeah, if he goes into a wall funny oh god that's into well, a, on a sprinkler like Kubel and tears up his knee and is out oh. for two years right uh, why are we doing this i was just talking about like a sprained hamstring but that's fine I'm ta- yeah i'm talking about debilitating Kubel like <laughs> never the same ever again uh-huh. why why are we doing this why did all right so so recapping where we're at right now a little bit better offense hopefully league average same exact defense overall which was not great but 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 professionals yeah they're professionals out there for the most part hey john uh let's move on to pitching so last year i did a little bit of research um just enough just enough their total, their ERA in the American League was tenth. Yep. OPS against was twelfth. Their WHIP was twelfth. So again, overperformed somewhat, but kind of just they were low. They were not great, and we all know that. That's what we experienced and also watching. Massive, that. massively improved over previous years. And that was just huge. This might be shitty. They were, they were tenth out of fifteenth, and we were like, "Fuck yeah." Yes. <laughs> C minus. <laughs> Suck it, Dad. Yeah. Look, look who's graduating. Finally graduating. Only twenty two years old. <laughs> so the changes this year, not a whole lot going into this year. So at all. Yeah, they got rid of Pelfrey and the last goes back. Man. Yeah. Well, but getting rid of Pelfrey, are you gonna how Pelfrey had the second most innings to anybody last year? I call That's him an not, innings eater. Can't be, can't be discounted that he a, he played a he pitched a lot of innings. Had a pretty good had a pretty good year, didn't he, John? Yeah, I'm, I think <laughs> it's a good time to point out that Mike owes me two cases of beer and just oh, will not pay you, up. 
owe you a case of beer. Uh, we hate Pelfrey, and for very good reasons. But mm-hmm. he was not an abject disaster last year. No, he was. <laughs> he was just kind of bad. His four point two ERA. By kind far the best year of his career. Yes. Yeah. No, he was bad. No, it wasn't by far the best year of his career. <laughs> he uh, sucked. Can we just agree? He kind of just generally sucked, though, and he wasn't like, uh, holy shit, we are so much better without him. Um, right. Although I think that because we know that if, if he was just sort of bad last year, this year he's going to have an ERA of like 17. So I'm glad that he's gone. I'm very glad that he's gone, but that's I'm not real. That he's with Detroit. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, awesome. That he's with Detroit. Yeah, you know who? You know who's kind of sneaky good? Tommy Malone. Mommy Talone. Mommy Talone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one point two seven whip letter. Uh, that's fine. Yeah, he's sort yep. of sneakily average more than anything. He's not, but I mean, he's not as bad as you think he would be with his terrible stuff that he has. It's also helpful the expectations. He again, we just expect yeah. him to get uh, his tits lit up every single start, and when he just gives up four over seven, you're like, "Fucking sweet, Tommy, that's great." Like a, he's spicy. I like him. He's spicy. Like he's like a poor he's a bulldog, man. Clarence. He's a poor man's Tom Glavin. Wow, a real, very real poor, poor man's like poor man, super yeah. poor. Uh, but he's been. You're right. He's been. He's been fine. He's been a pro out there. He's absolutely a fourth or fifth starter that you would have on your team. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you could say that about every, every one of the single starters. starter. We've got five, five, number five starters. No, they're a little bit better than that. All <laughs> right, so they had Mike Pelfrey. Uh, you know, Gibson had the most innings anybody last year. After that, it was Pelfrey. So they're replacing Pelfrey. Um, and another well, disaster last year that's not starting is Trevor May, who... Did not have a good year, but he, he started a bunch of games last year and will not be. He was fine as a starter last year. May was fine. Mm-hmm. What was his? His overall year was four. His FIP was 3.25, better than your, as a starter, better than your boy I mean, Gibson. He, had a, he was very good as a reliever, so those numbers came down because of relieving as a starter. Okay. As I recall, he still had the best FIP on the team even when he was starting. Yes, he did. He was a little bit of bad luck, but he was... Uh, yeah, but fair enough. We're getting. He had 115 innings. His FIP was 3.2. His ERA was four. He'll be around for fewer innings this year, but still around. You're replacing him with more Herb Santana, yeah. who is what he is. He's a 3.7 to 4.2 ERA for the past 28 years or so. Um, so you're kind of replacing okay with okay there, aren't you? I mean, there's no. Mm. Well, Santana was awesome down this. Santana was pretty good, and you're so essentially replacing Pelfrey with of now a full year of Santana and and Rocky Nabisco is back. For how well, long? how long do you think he's going to stick around? I don't know. That's longer than he should. <laughs> More than zero. Game where he wins five starts like last year. I think that's that was pushing it. That's that's a thirty for thirty right there. <laughs> how that happened? If I set the over under on innings for Barrios at this year at one hundred, mm. what would you take? I'd, under. Under. Over. It's the Twins. Under. Yep. 
I took the over. Would eighty change your mind? I'll go with Mike. Eighty, I'm I'm maybe slowing down walking to my yep. car. Like I'm sort of slowing so that's down. More like, <laughs> that's zone. Okay, I'm I'm Vegas trying to feel this out. Yep. Yeah. Eighty's the number. Eighty's yeah. probably the number. So replacing Pelfrey's innings from last year with a full year of Irv and eighty innings of Barrios, does that do anything for you for the starting pitching? Jeez. Gibson stays the same. Yeah. Uh, the first half of Santana stays the same. Second half of Santana's yeah. the same. Hughes, who knows? That's yeah. the big thing with Hughes. Cousins. The big thing is you're counting on even year Hughes, who's, you, in, sh- who's in shape this year, uh, kind of being more like 2014 Hughes. And that would be a big, big deal in this rotation. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com/people today. Honestly, God, that's the biggest thing with the whole starting rotation is Hughes being back to 2014. By far, because, there's there's no that, that, yeah, realistic that. scenario that Gibson, Santana, and Malone are amazing, right? right. They no. just don't have it in them. But the, Hughes does. Yeah, the 2014 version of Hughes wasn't an ace, but he was a number two star. He was Ke- he was Kevin Tappany in 19 whenever. Yes. you know that was what he was. Yep, he which, was really which good. ones desperately need. So they are they are counting on that, and you know, to a less to a to a one B, I think uh, a full year of Santana and a continued slight uptick from Gibson. Gives up the potential for a pretty decent one, two, three. Plus Barrios, then once he's up. Yeah, plus Malone. And, I think that, pretty, and Malone. Our guy I Ty mean, Duffy. What about our guy Ty Duffy? <laughs> hey, we're not even talking about Duffy. Yeah. We're not even talking about Duffy. <laughs> Come on. Come on. The, fuck the you point is, about? they do have some depth. There is no. Uh, right. If somebody right. gets hurt, they have right. some people with some upside, at right. least not. Right. Who is Broxy's guy from Eden Prairie that's selling houses now? Cold of Reese. Andy Albers. Cold of Reese. I mean, Andy Albers, that's what I was thinking. I, I combined Andy Albers and Cold of Reese into one person. Speaking of um, Kim Jong-un, he just turned up the North Korean League, by the way. Caleb Fieldbar. Those count, the, those count Caleb toward his 200 wins. With the Saints again, so. Yeah, we got meat raffle back. They have some. They have some guys with some upside. They right? got. What, just, what do you mean by upside, though? Like they have some guys that could have a four point two ERA. Think Barrios has upside. Oh, Bur- yeah, you, of course, Barrios. Yeah, he he is. Well, then what do you mean? What do I and mean? Duffy. And Duffy. Duffy upside? I don't know, man. I mean, what are you hoping for from from old T Duff? Three three eight. 
instead of Rocky DeMille. He was one of their best pitchers in he the was, last half of Outside of Santana, he was the best to... pitcher in the August and yeah. September. John, are you going to let this go? Tyler Duffy, um, 10 I games started? He was, but I mean, he had 50 innings pitched last year. Oh, there, so. God, there's, there's, there's a schism on Team Anti-2016. <laughs> oh, no. We might have driven the schism. We need to get Dave Marthaler here to reinforce. <laughs> John and I agree he Shut had up, six John. good starts. John and I completely agree he had six good starts last year. It's a, there's upside there. there so you, you're going to you crown his ass. don't think there's any potential there. No, I think... With a guy like Rocky Nabisco, we know he's going to be terrible. Tyler Duffy might be better than terrible. Better than terrible. The 2016 Twins pitching rotation. Hopefully better than terrible. The sixth option for the Twins rotation is who you're about. That's who you're about. Well, I'm doing that for a bunch of other guys as well. Yeah. I think the rotation will be average. I think... I think if anything is going to blow up on this team, it's the bullpen. So you're right. well, so we're good with Husey, Gibson, yeah, Santana. You're good at this. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. So let's he get knows, into the bullpen. This is his 49th podcast this week, guys. <laughs> he knows Mental's not going to start talking about the Baltimore Ravens again. So he's just <laughs> this is all gravy. Now. now one of us is about to start talking about the Pats. Oh, How's Teddy looking? <laughs> Let me tell you something about Shannon Sharp. <laughs> Clarence, I could answer your uh, Vikings podcast question on this podcast if you want. Oh, what was it? I'm trying to remember. Well, it the was da- oh. the David Yankee Memorial. Uh, That's right. Who is it going to be? Who, who's your pick? I don't know, but it's going to be another offensive lineman. It, it will. Some a Central Michigan Chippewa. Yep. Yep. Something like that. Yep. I agree. Dan Marley. <laughs> okay, anyway. All right. we, were, we were talking about the Twins. So we're moving on past the rotation, which we agree has the potential to be league average. Yeah. Better than yeah, last at year. At best, gotcha. just as crappy as last year. Uh, are the potential. The potential. If everybody stays healthy. Yep. Yeah. If they get a couple breaks and everybody stays healthy, it'll be just as bad as last year. It'll be, yeah. Well, let's let's say uh, maybe up to ninth best in yep. the league. Okay, so now let's get to the bullpen. We got our guy Perk, May, Jepson, Fien. How worried are we about our guy Perk? May. Perk May, Jepson, those are our guys. Yeah, he mentioned that. Yeah. Yep, and then I'm a bunch of garbage. Um yeah, uh, John, good question. Cause the reports are that his velocity's not up there and he's poo pooing it and saying, Well, it's spring training, I'm not gonna throw as hard as I can because my arm will fall off. But are we concerned about that? Or are we not concerned? Do we believe him? Does this sound like a lot of other twins pitchers who have been like Oh, everything will be fine once the season starts. You don't have to worry about me, and then things weren't fine. I'll be the first person in history where my arm will just magically get better. Yeah, I, I say not concerned yet, but given kind of how the last few years have finished, it, it, bear, it bears watching. We'll say. Yeah, yeah, it's a bummer. Um, I think the I think the upside is, I think they have two guys in. Jepson and May, who could close games if need be. True. So, and potentially Birdie, uh, too, because uh, I think he's the the first man up. So got hurt today, of course. So yeah, the way life works. Hurt how? Emotionally. <laughs> he had a bad love affair. No, yeah. he got a forearm injury. Forearm? Okay, that's not good. Oh, great. 
Well, rest and rehab that one until he's throwing 90. Yeah, I know it. Forearm but, is, uh, could potentially be an ulnar. I know it. I'm nervous. That's where mine started hurting, and that was what the problem was. I hope it's not. I mean, uh, Nick and I are a slightly different specimen, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's only maybe, what, 20 people on that planet that are like him so. yeah yeah but that's where mine started hurting it's it happens sometimes so hopefully it's some sort of other muscle strain hopefully i hope so yep but you've got so you've got perkins may and jepson mm-hmm. right now last year you had them you know may was a starter for the what first half of the year first half of the year then they moved him to the bullpen which he did well at you did. Jepson obviously wasn't on the team until after the deadline. Right. Very um, So who were the seventh and eighth inning guys for the majority of last year? I know Boyer. Boyer and Sheen. Sheen, yeah. Dunsing. Boyer and Boyer had the most innings of any. Like, uh, Aaron, Aaron Thompson, I think, was the seventh inning guy for a fair stretch. When he got off of work at Jiffy Lube on time, he would come <laughs> in. <and do> <laughs> I mean, he had J.R. Graham pitched a he shit was, ton of bullpen innings that year. Right. I forgot about J.R. He was bad. Graham. Yep, he was so bad. Dunsing pitched a fuck ton oh, of yeah. bullpen innings 48 too many innings. Nice, nice dude, but I'm so glad he's gone because he, yeah. he, he was just taking up a spot. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So Boyer, Graham, Dunsing, those innings are now taken up by, what, Fiend, um, or excuse Ahmad. me, uh, Ahmad. Tonkin, the, the golf, we call him the golf. Tonkin and uh, Presley, who actually is not bad. I, I kind of like Presley. He's he's okay. So there's some potential for the bullpen to improve. There is what I'm. I'm not yeah. drawing conclusions. I'm asking a question. Right. No. I is there potential for Abad and Thompson to be better than Boyer and Graham? Well, Abad's role is going to be minimal. I, I'm not in love with him, but his role is not. So we've got a hundred innings. It isn't going to be because of a bot. It's just for what, that's, for what that's he not is. For yeah. what he is, he's not a bot. Hundred. We have a hundred innings total between Boyer and Dunsing from last year that are now going Jesus to be. God, uh, yeah. that's a lot of innings. Whoever the fuck is for a bullpen. That's a lot. But Boyer was actually okay. Boyer was fine. Yeah, I mean, replacing his whatever two point four mm-hmm. ERA. Yeah, his ERA was his, it was low leverage, but his ERA mm-hmm. was pretty good. Yeah, like he scared you every time he was out there, but his results were actually okay. Yeah, did he end this season on the team? Yeah, on the roster. Yeah, Boyer. Yeah, it was Stauffer that you were picking up. It was terrible. Really, he was bad though. Yeah. I mean, ERA is not fair In for my head relievers he got cut. at all. No, but I oh. think maybe I just. I think you cut him. I think you just yeah, we were at the probably, podcast and you cut yeah. him. Yeah, but I we didn't actually make the phone call to the Twins to. Finish up the transaction. No, no. Had, uh, I don't mean it to. I'm sorry, but when you cut people on this board, if it doesn't mean that they. Oh my god! Well, I understand it. Oh, it's hard. Yeah. I just realized something, guys. Hold on a second. Yeah. Blaine Boyer had the most appearances on the Twins last year. Well, that's wow. there you go. Sixty-eight. Oh, I'm seeing that. Oh, oh yeah. just short. No, so, no, so just close. almost nice. nice. He, god, it's so close to two, nice. He had a two-four-nine two, ERA. <laughs> well, that's all right then. All right, so what's the what is the verdict on the bullpen? Uh, I'm concerned. concerned. Uh, I think I think they're really, they're really counting on kind of that cavalry of young arms being able to kind of fill in for anybody who's not 
getting the job done, be it Tonkin, Stoffer, Stoffer uh, Abad, any, anybody who's kind of a low-leverage, replaceable yeah. guy. Um, I think they have possibility there, but again, like the entire roster, it's it's littered with upside but question marks in 2016. Well, I think the problem, too, with relief pitching is we see it every single year is you don't know which one of these guys, their arm's just going to fall off the next mm-hmm. day. I mean... Perkins hopefully is is fine, but he's you know he's not young. He's what thirty three. It's his you know um, Jepson's thirty one. That's not young with with relief pitchers. So you just never really know what what you're going to get with with the core. So ideally, you just want a bunch of dudes who have who throw hard. And you again catch lightning in a bottle like a Nick Birdie or whoever. Right. Um, so I just I wish they had a few more of those. Guns right. ready to call up, and then I just don't. Yeah. I just don't see a ton of it. So you're kind of really just right. hoping and praying at this point. I think. I think the thing you could say about the entire roster is they probably have a considerable amount more of organizational depth at, mm-hmm. at every spot. Where if somebody gets hurt or somebody's underperforming, you've got a place to dip into that's not going to scare you as much. And I think that goes a long way to a successful season. Um, that said, when we get to the prediction segment, you'll find out what I think overall of what's going to come. Who are the podcast? Who are the who are the other arms in AAA that we think could come up and somehow? Um, JT Chargois. Yeah, Chargois. is that how you pronounce his name? Char Char oh, yeah. Birdie. Birdie for sure. Is that how you pronounce Mason, his name? Mason Milatakis. He's on Days of Our Lives. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so are those guys like high upside, throw hard there's as like, fuck? Like and... six of them to throw really fast. Okay, good. so we got a few of them. That's good. That even, makes me feel even, better. Even J.R. Graham is in that mix as a hard thrower. Who... Now we just need the, the Twins front office to trust to call these young guys up. Right. Would you say that there is a sign that they did this offseason by not signing a reliever to you know a two- or three-year uh, contract? They could have. They got the money. They there were yeah, relievers yeah. out there on the market, and they just refused to. Right. So, Brandon, I'm wondering if they feel the same way you do that they are going to trust those young arms. Otherwise, yeah. if they weren't, they would have signed those relievers. Yep. I want to believe that. I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you. Let me ask you this: Do you think that the Twins front office is smarter than they used to be? So, and I, I don't mean, I mean, everybody's getting smarter a little bit. I'm just saying, like, in terms of the pacing of Major League Baseball, I think we all feel like they were, like... Relative to the rest of the league. Relative to the rest of the league, we've been, like, I think, you know, like a bottom five in terms of energy and smarts and all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Are they just sort of getting a little bit smarter the way everybody's getting a little bit smarter? Of, like, oh, yeah, no, strikeouts are important. So, or, you know... And I'm, it, uh, <laughs> I, think they've, I think they've adapted at least more than we might have expected to the idea that uh, it's not terrible to strike out at the plate. Yep. It's a big deal to get strikeouts as a pitcher just because that's that's the way they've drafted and that's the way they've kind of constructed the roster. So I, I think Terry Ryan is not a person who comes to a new idea freely. <laughs> that's very nicely put. You're a real uh, mensch. They've, uh, they've, they've kind of gotten there. Uh, however, they got there, and it's you know at least it's it's built a roster that's more suited for 2016 
and less suited for 2006. So you think they're like leapfrogging teams in terms of the smarts department? In uh, I would no, I wouldn't say that. I just I, I think that maybe they're they're not as far behind the times as we might have thought they were based on <laughs> kind of their history. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Any the Twins front office not as incompetent <laughs> as we might think. <laughs> We're also, less dumb now. Uh, another one of those hard-throwing uh, relief pitchers in the minors is uh, former uh, Vikings wide receiver Jake Reed. Oh, yeah. great. Oh, he's, uh, Three deep. Actually, Three deep. That's, yeah. Three uh, deep. I'm sorry. That's a different Jake Reed. Didn't uh, wow. Tracy McGrady try to become a pitcher a few years ago? Yeah, with uh, Gary Gaetti's team, the uh, Salt Snack Sugar Shack yep. guys or whatever. No, that's exactly right. The Snall, mm-hmm. Salt Snack, salt snack sugar, sugar Snack or whatever, guys. <laughs> Salty snacks. Yeah, Albuquerque, right? Yeah, the Albuquerque salt. Yeah, that, those sure. guys. Sure, let's go with that. That'll yep, work. that'll do. Um, okay, so in summary, the bullpen, hopefully, if they call up the right guys, could be less bad than last year. Yeah. Hopefully. But, we're, but shame, we're concerned. I think. There's upside there. There's, There's upside, upside exists. Upside not, exists. hope. Not just potential hope, for, but yeah, potential, potential for more strikeouts, which, again, they've been last of the entire Major League Baseball in strikeouts for the last five years as a pitching staff. You think this is the year they, they break it? Maybe the 28th, 27th. I mean, they, it, the, the spring signs were not encouraged. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> so the, the hope is 27th. Is That's what we're yeah. shooting for this year. Yeah. God damn it, 27th would be great. Um, quick quick uh, note for Clarence here: the uh, Gary Guidi, the team that he manages, the Sugarland Skeeters. Oh yeah, I will let you make your joke now. Sh- Sugarland, that's down in Texas. Yes, it is a suburb of Houston. Suburb. Oh, Houston. oh boy, Ugh. gross yeah, trash town, garbage. Yep, it's bad. Okay, there, right? it's quite nice. Oh, sorry. No, oh. it really is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Have fun in the land. I take it back, guys. I take it back. Houston's awful. Yeah. <laughs> Sugarland was a uh, country music band. Yeah. Led by That's right. Jennifer Nettles and the heir to the Bush Beans fortune. Dave Bush. Yep, Dave Bush. Who knew? Jennifer What's Nettles that? and Dave Bush together at last. I don't know. It's something Bush. I don't know. Andy Bush? Christian. Christian Bush. Gotta be Christian. Boy. There you go. Well, there Christian you go. Ponder Bush. Okay. Christian Bush. So upside, we're crossing our fingers and hoping for league average. So should we move on to our record predictions and then we'll do our bros and turds? Sure. All right. Uh, I'll start. My prediction for this year, I'm going to go with 76 wins. 76. Mm. A little bit worse than last year, but uh, I feel hopeful that some of the young guys will. What I'm hoping for this year is starting pitching staff that will not be such a disaster that you're turning the game off in the third inning, and I think they'll be at least professional and will hope to keep them in games somewhat. And then I just care about um, Snow and Buxton, obviously, like anybody, and I just want people to be less mean to Joe Maurer. So that's what I'm looking forward to for this year, 76. And what would that be, 84? 76 and 86? 76 and 86. That's me. Uh, Let's go to John. I think they're going to be a demonstrably better team 
than they were last year, and I think they're going to win four fewer games. They're going to win 79. 79. Everybody else in the American League is awesome, and every team in the National League is trying to tank. That is very odd. This is such a weird year if you look at the Vegas over-unders. It's just insane. Yep. Never seen anything like it. The first time I saw them, and we think we talked about this, the seven best teams and the seven worst teams in the overall (laughs) baseball-wide ones were all in the National League. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, you would be an idiot, I think, betting on any American League team to get first or last place. You have no idea. I don't think anybody does. Uh, Okay, um, Stu? Um, 85. 85. Five wins. A two-game like, improvement. Just like 87. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay, okay. Um, okay, do you have any color commentary you want to add to that? Obviously, don't divulge your pros and turns just yet, but you just think they're going to be a little bit better uh, overall? Be or a couple games better, and fuck you. Perfect. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like All right. Uh, Clarence, what do you got? 85, the same two-game improvement. I think you're going to sneak out two extra wins. I can't be mad anymore. I have to be. I have to hope. Uh, one last cry. I, I'm done crying. Can't cry I anymore. I am on Team 2016, Team Hope. Um, 85 wins will put them right square in the pennant hunt. Yep. For the second half, Nant Fever, we're all going to catch Nant Fever. 85 will put them like either the last wild card in or the first one out. Yep. Uh, I can't tell you if they'll be in or out, but I will say I'm hopeful that they'll be in the pennant hunt for the... I, uh, I will predict the, interesting, relevant games in September again. I'm comfortable like predicting that. Interesting leave, games in the final month. Mowing grass, mm-hmm. yep. listening to interesting games. There's mm-hmm. nothing better. God damn it. I want it badly. Okay, so uh, podcaster at large, Michael Rand, what's your prediction? 81. Right oh. down the middle. Right I down the middle. I kind of feel like it's a similar kind of vibe to last year. I think they overachieved a little bit last year. I think, I think there's still too many unknowns. I think I'm on team 2017. I'm going to enjoy 2016, but I just don't think this is their year yet. Very reasonable and fair. So let me ask you, uh, and anybody can answer this, um, what do you think the general consensus and a lot of factors going into it of like the the fans, um, Twins fans in general, what is the general consensus of wins that they're going to be? Like what's the baseline between disappointment and like that was well, a great year, we're excited about it. Is it is it the 80 well, wins sort of thing? Or I mean, yeah, what do you think fans are question. expecting this year? I think fans are expecting that they'll be a wild card team. Like, hey, 83, they're getting a little bit older. They should be able to tack on a few more wins, 85, 86. I don't, I don't agree with I think the majority of fans are more on Brandon John, high 70s, yeah. regression. They overachieved. You can't say regression with average rubes, though. Like, they're not – my mom is – like, she's – I'm just asking, like, in general, like, the fans. Mm, like. Mom. So, <laughs> well, your mom isn't saying anything. She's got her mouth full. Jesus Christ. God damn it. Jesus. You know that she yeah. listens, by the way. She actually is a listener and is still listening oh, right I'm now. Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. She's I never would have said that. She listens oh. and she's on Twitter. She's eating food. 
Is Clancy. she really? I, yes, that's what I meant. Yes. She's yeah. having, so, Clarence, you like this, I got Jesus Christ. I got a message from my wife today at work saying, "Why does Clarence want to burn down the Wiseman Art Museum?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, how much time do you have? <laughs> okay, so I'll list the we don't have any agreement though of what the general fans like. In ge- you know the the, the, the it's all over the map. Okay, I think that's fine. I think most people will be disappointed if they won fewer than seventy-eight games. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah, I think in general, if they lose one or two fewer, they'd be okay with it. But it, yeah, if they yeah. take a step back after that first year, they just sort of... I think you just assume as a fan, and it's totally fair to be like, why couldn't they just do what they did last year and just get a little bit better? Right. If they're younger, it's not like they lost a bunch of people. Um, so that'll be an interesting thing to, to watch during the summer of, of how people are reacting. Okay, bros and turds, you guys want to do this? Sure. All right, I'm starting. My bro is Trevor May. I like that dude. I think he's going to be good. Uh, and I'm worried about other injuries in the bullpen, and he might step up and, and be the guy that we kind of depend on. My turd, I think this is the second year I picked this guy. I'm going with Herb Santana. Mm. I just am very bearish on arms in general, and I think he's just getting a little bit older. I know half a year off was helpful to him. But at some point, your arm just breaks down, and I'm I'm worried that this might be the year, and that's a huge bummer because I think we're just generally kind of counting on Santana to be a a pretty good starter again. Like I don't think anybody's expecting him to win the Cy Young or anything, obviously. But so I'm I'm just a little bit nervous that he's a little little long in the tooth and is due for due for a not great year. So long in the tooth, wow. long hmm. in the tooth. Um, yeah, fair or not, I don't know. He's the one guy I was looking at that was like, mm, might not be his year. Okay, so that's that's mine. Where where are we going next? Is it John? Um, let's see. I think I'm going to make a. I'm going to repeat a past mistake. So my bro this year is going to be Joe Maurer. That a boy. Yes, good for wow. you. Good wow. for part, you. Wow. I'll tell you. I'll tell I you know, in part why. I know, so, all about, I know all about repeating past mistakes. <laughs> I, I call free bet. <laughs> oh, I, I thought you meant you coming, say being on the spot. I was going to say coming back. <laughs> so, I, I was Joe Garagiola died last week, and I, I was. And as really, Joe Mauer said, where he was, or is that? What yeah, what the? No. Just like come. You're he's finally got the taste of blood, and is, he's ready to rock. So. I was I was rereading Joe Garagiola's book, and he was talking about how difficult it was to be a hometown kid, just because of all the extra added stupid pressure that ends up being on ends up being on you because you're from town, and that's the way it was for him. He was playing for the Cardinals and was from St. Louis and stuff, and it reminded me that Joe Maurer has gotten such a raw deal, and so I rather than this being based on anything that actually is probably going to happen. I just really want him to have a good year. So that's why I'm going with him for my bro. I'm with you. I'm with you in spirit, John. Mm-hmm. Raw deal. $23 million to be a below average first baseman. That's, that's a raw deal. Oh, brain I brain injury. Deal. Okay, Star Tribune comment. <laughs> <laughs> my deal is so raw. <laughs> my deal is so raw. <laughs> Joe, where were you when Joe Garagiola died? I was, I was catching. Well, we know that's not true. That alibi doesn't 
doesn't add up, Joel. Get All in right. the car. Watch your head. All right, John. Turd me. And my turd is going to be Eddie Rosario because he walked once all of last year. Yeah, that's fair. My own, I was thinking about him too, but he has so many other things that he's good at that I just feel like hopefully he's one of those like somewhat slump-proof players. I, just, I worry we've got another Danny Santana on our hands. Oh, shit. But he's but Rosario different. He's legitimately a really good defensive player. Does that help at all? I know it's a left field, so it's not really that big of a deal. Good um, base runner. It know? absolutely helps. He's he a good base runner. He's a very good base runner. Yeah. Okay. So let's. I just. I'm hoping his defense will overcome the Danny Santana ness. But that was a consideration of mine too, John. I think that's totally fair. Okay. So Ed Rosario for you. Uh, we are now up to Stewart. My bro is Kyle Gibson. Wow. Because, well, you know, Can we repeat those? Of course. Because if we can't, then I got to think. John just did. John just did. Oh, you mean oh. Uh, other people. Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. for sure. Oh, other hope. people or from past years? You can other repeat people. all of it. It's two, there's, two, there's like 19 people on this podcast right now. Yeah. We'd be going down yeah, to... Yeah. Okay, go ahead. We were all, you Nick know, hot and bothered about like Irv and Alaska and Mommy Talone and you know Phil Hughes can avoid the case of Lupa specials. <laughs> and, uh, <I> <laughs> but um, we kind of lose. Uh, Gibby gets lost in the wash, and um, I actually looked up a stat for you, Brandon. Oh no! <laughs> Fuck no, you! This is an actual stat. In 2015, his WAR was 3.2. Uh huh. Chris Sales was 3.3. Oh shit. Well, that's Chris Sales like yeah. one of the five best pitchers in baseball. Is that incorrect or correct? Could you possibly cherry pick any more? Yeah, but how is well, Chris Sale going to be I'm so good without? All, all I'm saying that, that okay is that is that is that stat wrong? <laughs> do I know how to read or do I not know how to read? Is what I'm yeah. asking. <laughs> That's my point. So um, anyway, yeah, it's I think he'll be better. He's had a good spring and. He was also Gibby was the only reliably funny character on iCarly, so I'm just that's true to, to Gibby. That's so I, true. I so rest true. on your face. <laughs> All right, turn it up. Uh, Joe Mauer. Oh, oh shit! I don't want I don't... it to be true, but you know, well, you know how like appliances have energy saver mode. He's been I like do. on energy saver mode ever since he got the concussion because I just think that's what his his mode is now. His That's new normal. His, his new normal is that he's in he's energy like, saver mode from what were you, what, from what he was, and it's not his fault, and it sucks. But he's just like I'm a dad. I'm smarter than just like I'm not going to get another concussion, so I'm going to do what I can. But I'm not going to go full bore, hundred and ten percent. I don't. I don't think it's a thing of effort at all. I just think that's what he is. I'll never say he's not trying, but I mean, I just, I just don't think. I think the uh, the uh, Black Swan event that'll happen once Sano like loses three games in a row in the outfield, <laughs> and Mauer is hitting two thirty at first base. I I, I worry that that is going to happen come about say Memorial Day, and then we'll. we'll so it's not an effort today. issue. You think it's more of like a fire in his belly issue of like he just is <laughs> no. trying to preserve his brain power. I don't deal? think it's a fire in his belly. <laughs> I just think he is what he is right now, and that's like seventy-two percent of what he was. And if that, he's like, yeah, exactly. And is you know, it's like the air conditioner. That's the XL's thing where they shut off your air conditioner in the summer when you're not home. 
That's basically what Joe Maurer is right now, and it sucks, and it's not fair. But you know, Justin Morneau will tell you about what's fair. Is you know, run into some asshole's knee in Canada, and now you don't play good anymore. It's it's not fair, but it is what it is. Okay. I don't know if the guy's whose knee he hit was an asshole, but that's what I'm gonna go with. By the way, the, knee, the knee specifically was an asshole. So complete butthole, total racist. Yeah. <laughs> Racist knee. Uh, all right, so now we're up to, I believe, Clarence? Clarence. Uh, for the last two seasons, the previous two seasons, I picked Kyle Gibson as my bro. Yeah. I said he, two years ago he would take a step forward, and he did. Then last year... He take a step I, back, I really. He would take a step forward, and he did. 3.2 war as... Damn right. A point oh four fit better than Mike Pelfrey. Point oh four is pointed out only one Chris Sale. Only point one less than Chris Sale. Point oh. So I'm going to pick him again this year to take another damn right. Yeah, yeah, damn right. Wow. He had a great spring. So he had eleven uh, wins last year. What do you got him on? Twelve this year? You think he can get the fucking thirteen he wins? He is incorporating a oh wins. That's what you, Brandon Roxy <laughs> is citing wins <laughs> as, as a useful baseball stat. Well, what else do you want to go with? I still have an you interleague know, game. Anytime, you, <laughs> anytime you ever rip on me for stats ever again, you, you're <laughs> exempt. You don't get to. Well, I just <laughs> used FIP and you completely that, ignored right. me. So FIP Who is. that right? So, so no FIP and no wins. So there's somewhere in between there where so, he's actually a good pitcher. But I just can't see. He has incorporated more strikeouts into his game. Oh, more, more, okay, more. Not not enough, but more, sure. That is going to allow him to take another step forward. Gibson. We got two Gibson bros this year. I love it. How'd you do on your bros and turds last year, Brandon? How'd, how'd that, on your twins, bros and turds? My that bro go? died, and <laughs> my turd was an MVP candidate, probably. I have no idea who I even picked for both of them. but I don't know. I probably anyway. Dan Santana. I know I picked him one year and then immediately tried to backtrack. And I also, <laughs> right. I also you predicted Andy Elbers to be in the Hall back. of Fame. So, sure. Yeah, I've, I've made some errors. Uh, I struggled with a turd this year. Wow. <laughs> are you, wow, are you... A... <laughs> there's, a, there's a sounder. <laughs> Went down to Walgreens, <laughs> a little Gokalak. I struggled with a uh, turd. <laughs> I really did, though. I, I, I was trying to. Episode one three. I, I was efforting. <laughs> you blow the O-ring uh, out? Last year came easy. Santana. Sure. I, I was like, this is I, this just isn't going to work. He's not a shortstop. This year I'm struggling. I have settled upon Casey Fiend. Mm. I still I know that Perkins, Jepson, and May are their kind of one, two, three punch in the bullpen, but it's still the Twins. They still are going to because Fien is a veteran and he's been there before and he's been in the trenches. They're still going to rely on him in some high leverage situations, and I don't think he has it anymore. And I'm worried that he's going to blow some games early, and by the trade deadline he won't be on the roster. I think so, by July fourth he won't be on the roster. Okay, I think he's cooked. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Michael, let's try to decide between two different bros: uh, Tommy Malone Ooh. and uh, 
Eddie Rosario. And I think I'm going to go with Eddie Rosario. All right. Player. Good for you. That's wow. great. We've got a little dissension. Like so I think he's awesome. I, I think he, I think Molitor loves him. Molitor knows hitting. Uh, I, I love outfield assists. I don't know about anyone else, but I love an outfield assist. They're so his, fun. Hell yes. I think, I think this. I think the Santana comparisons are off base, just because he didn't have the ridiculous batting average on balls in play that Santana had. That's the true. Year before, uh, I think he's just a good pure hitter. I think he's going to keep getting better at the plate. I think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's already maybe their second best hitter. Jesus, like that's that a take. take. That's you know, a take. Good get, for you. I like the optimism. I, I tur- agree. My turd is Brian Dozier. Mm. Really? Okay. Wow. All right. That's great. He is the uh, of the returning regulars. He had the worst second half last year, and I worry about it up the spring. Uh, sure. Against who? Uh, I, I worry right. about. I worry about his ability to adapt his game as as life goes on. I, I just I don't think he's willing to adapt his game. I like him. I, maybe he's. Maybe you think he's not willing because of work ethic or stubbornness or both? Stub- stubbornness. I think he's got the work ethic for sure. I think he, I think he wants to be a certain kind of hitter, but we'll see. I mean, like I, our, like he wants to hit, like Willie Mays Hayes. He wants to hit home runs. Yeah, he, he, and he's he's gonna, that'll be too many strikeouts now. He's he's fine hitting two forty with all the strikeouts when he could probably hit two eighty with a little less strikeouts and maybe a little. Almost the same power if he had a different approach. I mean, he did hit five more home runs last year, but also his OP, his on base dip like forty points. So, so OPS OPS in the second half of the year was six thirty nine. He was Shane Robinson esque. Ooh, Ugh. man, <clears throat> that's valid. That's a valid turd right there. Hot takes, hot takes, right here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so I think that. Uh, I think that wraps up the Twins preview, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did... Uh, it's almost 11 o'clock. Jesus Christ. So I really yeah, wanted to... I, I wanted to... Um, <clears throat> very quickly, I know that we're running out of time here, and I'll, I'll let you guys all go soon. <clears throat> I wanted to introduce a new um, a new feature here um, where we um, we ask each other to apologize for something. And apologies. We haven't named it yet. I want Clarence to actually name it because this is one of Clarence's favorite thing in the world is to ask people to apologize. The first one is Rand. We were asking if you could apologize to us for suggesting that we cheer for UND in the hockey tournament. Oh, yeah, this, was, was, this came from yeah, John. No, that was, we need you to apologize. No, that not, that's not really something I would even condone. That's just something that people do that I don't understand. So, people yes, should never do that. People do that. I don't get it. We have to find these people, and we have to make <laughs> when, sure that they're not allowed to vote or hold public office or my, even really have jobs. They should dad, just be locked in their houses. My dad doesn't understand why I wouldn't root for the Packers when the Vikings are eliminated from the playoffs. He's he's so that weird. Type of, he's yeah. that type of fan that's like, I like the Packers. I'm like, okay, whatever. Wow, your dad is a psychopath. Yeah, I don't get it. It's just because they're they're the cl- they're the next closest, or what's the and, and that he and that he objectively likes them that he can separate himself from that and a lot of people just can't but some people can mm. that's not anything I'm I don't want yeah. to be a part of any of that no no so yeah I, as far as apologies go yes I, I apologize for suggesting that that kind of thing is possible 
Good. Wow, we're one for one. I was expecting this feature to never once get an apology, so that's great. We did it. So let's. Uh, I'm going to push my luck here. Stu, um, can you apologize to me and John for recommending that we listen to Sturgill Simpson's uh, In Bloom? Because we did, oh. and it was terrible. And I just um, want you, you to apologize for recommending that to us. Here, can you apologize? Nope, because we're <laughs> wrong. <laughs> That's I how really I expected these apologies. I know other people do as well, and I just think it's a matter of taste at that point. And it's just not your guys' thing. I don't like Arcade Fire or the any Radiohead album after OK Computer. So that's that's for sure a taste thing. But the first point of the Sturgill song is, I think, more of like an empirical deal. It's just he's it's bad. He's great. I love Sturgill. Swing and a miss there, one on uh, in Bloom. No apology. Is that what I'm hearing? Nothing. No apology. <sighs> okay. Um, all right. Well, that'll do for us tonight. Uh, again, Mike, thanks for coming on. That was a blast. We had a lot of fun. And um, I think that's it. Love you. Mike, we miss did you. Did you say this is the, your favorite podcast you've been on this week? <laughs> it's, it's among the top three. That's pretty good because you've been on like 40 of them. So. Yeah. Only, this, is only, this is my third straight day of podcasting. I determined that I've been either on the radio or podcast five in the last six days. Thanks. So I, I worry that people lack access to my opinions. Well, I'm <laughs> looking doing forward to us recording the Star Tribune Soccer Insider podcast <laughs> tomorrow, so that'll be okay. fun. Yeah. Excellent. All right, well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch up soon. And uh, thanks again to Mike Rand, and uh, see you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 